welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Now, whether you're one of the hundreds of thousands of women experiencing hair loss for any number of reasons, or if you're curious and want to check out what alternative hair is all about, you are in the right place. Hi, I'm Deborah. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, educator, and the co-creator of a -a one-of-a-kind, shame-free, stigma-free alternative hair boutique called Very Best Little Hair House, and that's where the magic happens. That's where I help women and men like you find the alternative hair that brings their inner beauty out. We take over where genetics or Mother Nature drop the ball and help you find and wear the alternative hair that makes you feel vibrant. I've made it my business to discover all there is to know about good wigs and toppers, and I love to talk about them. It's not just hair. It's so much more than that. This is about feeling complete, and if alternative hair is the way for you to do that, I got you covered. Yeah, it sucks when you see your scalp shining through your hair, but you know what? There is joy in finding the right alternative hair, trust me. It can be overwhelming at first. I mean, where do you start? Wig? Topper? Oh my God, will somebody know? What if my wig falls off? First of all, take a deep breath, I got you covered. This podcast addresses all things alternative hair. It's not always as easy as just finding a wig and putting it on, so I'm going to give you a tell-it-like-it-is viewpoint from what I see firsthand. I've been through it all. Stress, hair loss, alopecia, chemo. So I started my own journey about 20 years ago, and at that time I had nobody to talk to or get advice from, so I am here for you. And I can tell you this, even on my best natural hair day, I never looked or felt as confident as I do in my alternative hair. And now after five years of helping people in my shop get over that fear and get out there, I am bringing this to you to inspire, empower, and educate you. It's simple. When you look good, you feel even better. And if alternative hair is part of that confidence, who cares if you grew it or if you bought it? Forget your grandma's wig and prepare to look red carpet gorgeous. Time to end this shame and stigma. Life is too short not to love who you are, and I want you to get excited about the possibilities. So grab your headphones, feel the love I am sending your way, and let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. This is Deborah Heim, and this podcast is about all things alternative hair. So we're going to get right to it because this week's episode is going to be pretty information-packed. I'm going to tell you the basics, and I do mean basics, of getting cranial prosthesis, which is the words that describe a wig or hairpiece, which is intended to replace your own hair, covered possibly by your insurance. Now, it depends on your insurance, but I'm going to tell you the bare bones of what you need. It's quite a bit of information, and I'm sure you don't have a pen and paper handy if you're like me, often listening in the car, but don't despair. In my Wise Wig group, I will post a couple of slides that give you this information again so you can refer to that, especially if this is a new concept for you. It's going to be a lot to remember 
And again, the word that we need to use when you're talking to your insurance company is cranial prosthesis, because insurance companies will tell you right up front, we don't pay for wigs. So I use the word wig just because that's what people know it as. But when you're talking about insurance reimbursement, you always want to use the term cranial prosthesis. Just like you can have a prosthetic arm, a prosthetic leg, a prosthetic eye, you can also have prosthetic hair because you know what? Hair is a body part. And if you ask me, it is a necessary body part. Now, if you're fine without it, that's fine. But we need to start pushing for our rights through insurance companies. Also, there is a bill right now to possibly get Medicare to approve wigs as medically necessary. Right now, Medicare, as of the day of recording this episode, because things can change on a daily basis, they are not approvable. Now, you're probably thinking, well, I don't have Medicare, so that doesn't affect me. But actually it does, because Medicare sets the standard for all the commercial insurance companies to follow suit. As soon as Medicare sets a standard, Everybody else will follow through. So that is why it is super, super important if you can talk to your local congressmen, write letters to the senators, anything like that, to tell them how much losing your hair, alopecia, chemo hair loss has affected your life and that you would like to see this changed. Because the more we start advocating, the better it is for everybody. And the thing is, the time for alternative hair is now. It is not selfish to want to look and feel your best. And the sooner we can get on them, the sooner we can see change. And I'm quite a bit probably older than anybody listening to this podcast. And there was a time when marijuana wasn't legal. So trust me, my hope for wigs or cranial prosthesis, as we now shall refer to them, is high. Okay, so one of the first things you will need when you start this process, not necessarily now, is a pen and paper and keep notes of who you talk to because the people with the answers are going to be at your insurance company. Now, when you call them, make sure you keep a log for your own records. This is just my recommendations. I was also a career nurse, so I know how talking to insurance companies can be. So I recommend this no matter what you're advocating for coverage for is get you a log um, get write your days, times, who you talked to, because sometimes when you're talking to somebody at an insurance company, they don't have medical knowledge at all. That's just the way it is. A lot of customer service and that type of thing is outsourced now. People are working from home. When you tell them you want to check on your cranial prosthesis coverage, they may not know. And it's always a good idea to ask the name. And if you don't feel you're getting anywhere, then ask for a supervisor. But unfortunately, a lot of phone calls to insurance company, that's what you kind of need to do to find out because you want to know from them exactly where they allow you to go. Some places have in-network providers, some do not, but your insurance company, and they are all different. But there are a few things you will need with any insurance company. 
And first, it begins with that prescription from your doctor for a cranial prosthesis. Now, does it have to be a general practitioner or a dermatologist or your chemo doctor? It can be any of those, but again, ask your insurance companies because the way insurance companies works, and this is going to sound kind of cynical, is they set up as many hoops for you to jump through as they can because it keeps their costs low. So if they are insisting, oh, your general doctor can't write this prescription, then you're going to have to follow their instructions. But I do know I have clients that their nurse practitioner, what have you, writes the prescription. And some insurance companies are good. Let me tell you that. I will offer that. I have a client that can get a piece. Sometimes she uses a topper. Sometimes she uses a wig because she has scarring alopecia. So it's just affects the top of her head. So she can get two a year. And that's the best benefit of anyone that I've had come in through my shop. But when you call and you find out what the coverage is, that's when you ask them, how often can I have this benefit? Some insurance companies, in fact, I'd say most, it is once a year, but some of them are twice a year. So you want to know that because that way you can take full advantage of everything you are entitled to with your benefits. The insurance company can also tell you, like, if you have a copay, if they can give you the provider list, whatever, they will give you the specific instructions that you need to follow. Now, with most places, myself included, there are people that can provide you with the cranial prosthesis, but we're not set up to take insurance as payment up front. There are, however, I will tell you this right now, there are a few out there that can. And before I end this episode, I'm going to give you the name of a boutique and a provider that may be able to help you with that process. Because, hey, that is something that I want you to know. Because the lady's name is Kiersten Dramia of In Vogue Medical Wigs and Beyond, and that is her luxury line, and you can find her on Instagram. But some of the wigs she creates goes to a place called the You Again Boutique, which is board accredited in prosthetics and orthotics, which is really important for insurance reimbursement. So I will post the name to that in the wig group, but it's youagainboutique.com, and that is a good place to start. Go there and check out their website and follow the contact instructions for them. But by all means, check out In Vogue Medical Wigs and Beyond on Instagram. I follow her as well. She's a wonderful lady, and she makes some amazing stuff and has great videos. Now, the next thing the person providing you with the cranial prosthesis will need is what we call an NPI number and their tax ID. They've got to be good with the tax man before the insurance will reimburse you. That's just a fact. But the NPI number is provided by CMS, who runs Medicare. And you don't need to remember all these letters. Just remember that when you are shopping for a wig, you want to go to somebody that has the credentials. And again, your insurance company will be able to direct you to exactly what their requirements are. But I do know that even though I do not accept insurance up front, 
I have had a few referrals from one of the insurance companies because I am on the NPI registry and also doctors have sent clients to me too, which I fully appreciate. Now, before I get too far along with giving you all the information, I do want to tell you that most of the time when wigs cranial prosthesis are approved by insurance, often there is a denial first. And this often happens because so many different people are taking care of the claim or the calls as it goes along that there's often miscommunication. So that's why, again, you want to refer to your log of who you talked to. But if in the event that your claim is denied, don't give up hope because 80% of those denials, and I don't have the statistic source on that, but you can just take it from me that most of the denials, when you submit it again for reevaluation, you can always appeal an insurance decision. You submit to them a letter telling about how this wig is cranial prosthesis. Again, see, I even slip up using the words because I'm trying to communicate to you on a level that we can all understand. But anyway, tell them how hair loss has affected your life and the effects you've had from that. And when the people at the insurance see that there is a person behind the claim often that can sway it in your favor. Not always, but I say pull out all the stops when you're going for it. Now, I'm sure there are people out there wondering if a cranial prosthesis has to be human hair. I can tell you from my end, it does not. Again, your better synthetics, your medically constructed ones, Belmadam is one of the lines I carry. They qualify as well, but again, your insurance company can tell you that. But I'll tell you this, it does not usually have to be a human hair wig for you to get coverage. Now, I offer you this because sometimes you got to start where you can and getting reimbursed from insurance is one way to make it just a little bit easier. And before I forget, I do know as a fact that Sometimes the denials happen just because the procedure that the insurance company sets wasn't followed to a T. And sometimes it's a really simple error. That's why I can't stress enough keeping a record for your own records of names, dates, times, everything you can keep, the more information, the better. So to sum it up, you are going to need a prescription for cranial prosthesis, a detailed receipt from the provider describing the cranial prosthesis. I know with me, I will include a letter saying how it was fitted and what process it went through, but not every provider does that. But again, check with your provider and your insurance company. You will need the provider's numbers, as I mentioned before, NPI and EIN. Again, I'll have this in the WIG group for you to refer back to. A letter explaining the impact that you've had from hair loss on your life. I say go ahead and get that ready when you are submitting the first time and keep it. Send them a copy again if it is denied. I'm going to hope for the best. Sometimes they are approved initially, and that is wonderful. And keep that journal of dates and times. And the way I look at it is a wig can make your life better. 
a.k.a. cranial prosthesis. I think you get my point. But when you have the alternative hair that makes you feel complete, it really does enhance your life. It enhances all aspects of your life. And the more of us that can get these insurance companies and we can get Medicare to look at it as the medically necessary item it is, the better it is for everybody. And sooner or later, it will be the world I dream of where everybody wears alternative hair. Nobody feels shame because everybody is beautiful hair or not. And if no one's told you that they love you today, I do, and I know you are beautiful. Thank you for listening. Catch me in my wig group. Send me an email via the verybestlittlehairhouse.com website. And until next week, take care. If you loved this episode and want to connect with me, please go to my website and drop me an email, verybestlittlehairhouse.com, so we can get in touch. And until next time, remember that you are beautiful perfect and loved just the way you are.